All right, folks, we're back. And it is Monday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today, folks. This is your host, who? It's Radio Strongman. Can't wait. I am coming to you live from W Y A B 1039 FM. Well, folks, it is Monday. We made it through another weekend. No small feat. Uh, I'm not suffering from lead poisoning. I didn't get shot. And uh, uh, we're here for another round. And uh, we have an exciting guest in this evening uh, for the four o'clock hour, uh, Miss Christina Dent. And she's here on behalf of an effort and that's near and dear to her heart. And I think Snowball could benefit from this. I hope he's out there listening because we know of his many multitude of issues and unresolved problems, et cetera. But we have Christina Dent in the house. Miss Dent, welcome. Thank you so much, Kim. I appreciate being here. It's good to have you here. It looks like it's going to be a good interview. You seem to be nice, laid back, jovial, good good, uh, continence and all that. First of all, tell people who is Christina Dent. Yeah, I'm a born and raised Mississippian. I've lived here (laughs) in the metro area my whole life. Grew up in West Jackson, Mm -hmm. went to Belhaven University, got a degree in Bible, Mm -hmm. um, got married to my college sweetheart, and we're raising three sons right here. Okay. All right, Christina Den is here in the studios with us, and she's got uh, a passion that she has turned into a nonprofit as a vehicle for that passion and a ministry, I guess you would call it. And uh, uh, we'll let her tell us about the uh, uh, the nonprofit and the mission and what the Lord has told you to do, to be about. Yeah, thank you. Um, so we've got, uh, coming up this Thursday, one of the things that we do, which is educational events all across Mississippi. We've done 35 events everywhere from South Haven all the way down to the coast and lots of places in between. Mm-hmm. And we bring people together to consider ways to approach drugs and addiction that do three things. Prioritize life, preserve families, and promote public safety. So we're looking at kind of all of those angles. How can we reduce crime? How can we reduce overdose deaths? How can we reduce the destabilization of families? And we've got an event coming up on Thursday uh, at the Jackson Convention Complex, the Shift Drugs and Addiction Summit. People can find out more information about that at enditforgood.com. Tickets are only $25. You'll come and you'll hear some ideas you've probably never heard of before. We, mm. we really want to think outside the box and say, if we want to get better outcomes, we've got to start looking in some places we haven't looked before because now overdose is the leading cause of accidental death in the mm-hmm. United States and illegal drug use has doubled in the last 20 years. We're not getting the outcomes we want. We've got to start looking at some different solutions. Again, Christina Dent in the studios and the name of the or, I mean the uh, the group or the web's presence again? Enditforgood.com. E-N-D. Mm-hmm. Enditforgood.com, and they've got a conference coming up at the convention center this week, and she's here to talk more about that. But let, let me ask you, Christina, all right, so what led you down this path to be involved with this? I mean, you could be doing a lot of other things. Yeah, for sure. And I, <coughs> I have done some other things. I worked in the private sector for a while for a technology startup. Mm-hmm. I stayed home with my kids and was a homeschooling mom for a while. And then my, father, my husband and I became foster parents. And through that experience, I met a woman named Joanne, 
who had struggled with addiction for many years. Mm -hmm. Uh, She'd started using drugs in her early teens and was in her early 30s by the time that I met her. And she was not able to beat her addiction during her pregnancy. And so her son was removed from her custody and he was put in foster care and he landed on our doorstep. Mm. And I didn't know anything about addiction. I had no frame of reference other than thinking about myself as a mother and thinking, I I would never do that. Surely I would never be using drugs while I was pregnant because I love my kids. And that was kind of the, the, the way I thought about it growing up. I didn't have a, a personal experience with drug use. I didn't have it close in my life. I just didn't, I didn't, have a way world. to yeah, it wasn't my world. <laughs> I had no way to to learn about it, and so I just kind of took in what society told me. Mm-hmm. You know, people who use drugs are bad people, mm-hmm. and so I kind of put that into our fostering experience, thinking, mm-hmm. you know, we want to keep these children safe, Wait and and then I got to know her, and that started at the local child welfare office in Canton when I brought Beckham, her little baby, to his first visit with her. And she met me out in the parking lot, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I'm, I'm turning away from my van. You know, I get his car seat out of the car. I'm going in to go mm-hmm. meet her, and here comes this woman running across the parking lot towards me, mm-hmm. tears streaming down her face. She just runs over and starts kissing this mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. And you know, Kim, my first experience is suspicion. You know, yeah, come on, this on? can't really be real. Mm-hmm. If you loved him this much, yeah, yeah, right. why would you be? doing these, you know, activities. I can see that. And so I left him with her for her hour of visitation and came back and picked him up. He came home with me and she left for inpatient drug rehab. And she would call me from there. Uh, Every day I had told her she could call once a day. And and she would say, can you put me on speakerphone? Mm. And she would sing to him Mm. over the phone. And as I had each of these experiences... It broke a little bit more in me of that very, you know, sort of black and white picture of, yeah. you know, it's it's this or it's that. You're right. good or you're bad. You right. care about your kids or you don't care you at all. You saw the humanity. Yeah. The I, in yes, exactly. And I, I saw in her all of these little pieces that resonated because they were what I saw in myself, mm-hmm. this deep love for her child. <laughs> and I finally was able to, to sort of put that together and say, you know what? She is a mom like me. She does love her son just as much as I love my three sons. And she's also struggling with this addiction, which means I've misunderstood something about what's really going on mm. with addiction because it was a stronghold, I guess. Yeah. You know, strong as strong, if not obviously stronger than the, her mother and instinct. Cause I mean, obviously the mother and instinct was, Mm. coming and going mm-hmm. or, you know, wavering or whatever, but the drugs was constant. Yeah. And so it, it helped me to get curious about that mm-hmm. and say, what's really going on here? Because I see these two things existing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that led me down this this learning journey of diving in and trying to figure out, are there better ways that we could handle drugs and addiction in a way that we would get better outcomes, better outcomes for Joanne, better outcomes for children like Beckham, better outcomes for people like me who Mm. aren't using, but who are deeply affected by what happens with drugs. Part of the greater society that's mm -hmm. affected by it. Yep, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
Uh, we're talking with Christina Dent. The conference is going to be what day? Thursday, Thursday, the 16th. And you can find out more by going to enditforgood.com. And uh, the ticket prices are $25,000. Uh, $25, and uh, they invite your participation. I guess it's mainly to cover the cost of the event, pretty much. Huh? Yep. And we've got food for <clears throat> you. We've got breakfast. we got lunch. we got post-conference music. we got a blues band coming mm. in afterwards it's to play. Mm. It's going to be a great time. Wow. And uh, uh, now you're interacting with the mother. You're seeing... Glimpses of a uh, true motherhood in her heart, but the ability to navigate the day to day and the passions of the drug draw uh, caught your eye. And so you embarked on this effort to try to see, you know, how many alternatives that we could have. Because I'll be honest with you, I'm, I was, well, I'm still like, I'm, I'm like the old you. I'm black or white. You know, I've got one tool in my toolbox, it's a hammer. <laughs> If, if I whack them a couple of times and they don't change, I think, okay, you try it. Christine, <laughs> right. let's see what you got. Because, you know, all, all this did made me feel better, you know. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> a great me? way to describe what we have been using is this hammer analogy yeah. And, yeah. and a toolbox. Yeah. And I we would say we need some different tools mm-hmm. because if the hammer worked well for this, mm-hmm. we you'd have people arrested one time for drug possession. That'd be it. You know, their lives would be changed. And yet... We have law enforcement that come to our events all the time, and they're frustrated because that's exactly the opposite of their experience. They arrest the same people over and over again. Mm-hmm. It does not bring about the kind of changed life and thriving. And in many situations, it actually makes life a lot harder because now they've got a criminal record. Now they can't get a job. Now they're separated from their children. Now they're in custody issues and all these different things that come and make building that thriving life even harder which is really what people need to be able to overcome an addiction. They need to have a life that they want to live unmedicated in that way. They want to be present for. We're talking with Christina Dent, uh, the conference this Thursday. Uh, name of it again? End It For Good. Enditforgood.com. Enditforgood.com. We encourage you to check out the website, get more information. Now, you know, now this is just me, Joe Blow from Kokomo, average citizen or whatever, taxpayer couple things number one i understand the struggle that the mother's going through you know dealing with her addiction i'm of the mindset that regardless whatever you're going through drug addiction or whatever you still got to pay child support when i say Mm. you pay that mother and dad should have to pay child support into the foster care system to offset the cost because the baby's here now we can appreciate that they're struggling but you're struggling parents are struggling people struggling with rent they're struggling with food. They're struggling with asthma medication. There's a lot of things people struggle with. I just think we should try to, you know, now and again, this is if I had, if I ruled the world, uh, everybody should be, you know, contributing. Yeah, okay. Mm. You can get high 24 hours a day. Well, you can also pay your child support out of those. You figure out how you're going to make the money to pay. Then you go back and spend another uh, 16 hours getting high. If that's what you want to do. But you got to work eight hours to pay that child support. Mm. We can't just, in my view now, we just can't let them just get away with everything that's yeah. just me you can give your thoughts on that or you can just go on to the next stop 
Like I said, <laughs> I'm the hammer guy here. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Beat him. Right. <laughs> what about me? Make me feel yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, one of the one of the areas that this has come up most recently in Mississippi in terms of, you know, what do we do in these situations, particularly with people with children yeah. and moms and pregnancy and all of these things. And they have two or three of them, you know. Yeah. Ahead. Is is there's been in a couple of counties this move towards kind of um treating the mothers as, you know, they're abusing their children just because of this prenatal drug exposure. And I would say, you know, that it does fit the bill of this hammer approach, Mm -hmm. like you said. You know, it does. We do have this kind of sense of of righteous indignation about Mm -hmm. that and saying, you know, you should be punished for that. And yet, if we can pull out a little bit from that and say, but what is that going to do to other mothers? Who, what's it going to do to the child if they're if the mom is prosecuted? She goes to prison for ten years mm-hmm. for child abuse. Uh, what's it going to do to that child? Well, you know we know children whose parents are incarcerated are at high risk for lots of negative yeah. social outcomes, and we know that other people who hear about this are going to be driven away from health care, which is what they really need. I mean, what we want for a pregnant woman is go to a doctor. If you are struggling with an addiction, you need to be under medical care. But really, if she hears about other people being prosecuted, she's going to stay away from a doctor for as long as possible. And that's even if she chooses to carry that pregnancy to term that fear absolutely could drive women to terminate their pregnancies mm. because they're afraid that if they actually give birth and are unable to beat that addiction before the birth of the baby, that not only are they going to be separated through foster care, they're going to go to prison for the next 10 years. Mm. And so we've got to step back and look at not just the the inputs of what we're what we think should happen, but really the outcomes of what's going to happen because of that. And even if it feels like the right thing to do, if the outcome is that women are actually being driven towards terminating pregnancies, towards hiding from doctors instead of being under health care, which is what they need most if we're going to try to get them healthy as quickly as possible. Hmm. So I think that's that's one of those ways that we need to step back and go, Sure, we can we can keep doing that. Right. Is it actually getting us the outcomes that we want? Right, right. Christina Dent in the studios on behalf of End It For Good. That's right. Dot com. They'll be there at the convention center. What time's the doors open? Doors open at 8. <clears throat> you can come, get some breakfast, mm-hmm. see the vendor booths. There'll be over 20 people there. Mm-hmm. Everybody from, you know, Department of Mental Health, staying at Mississippi, doing opioid education, um, people doing Narcan training in terms of helping you understand how to reverse an overdose. Uh, people who are some of our speakers who are selling books. We just got a little bit of, mm. of everything. So you can come. Doors open at 8. Conference starts right at 9. And we've got about 15 different speakers coming in for it. Mm. People from Mississippi, people from across the country. And we're doing it kind of like a TED Talk style. They've got oh, okay. 20 minutes each. So it is, uh, you're not going to be bored. This is mm. high impact, quick presentations from experts in their field. They'll be talking about everything from psychedelic therapy for opioid use disorder to kratom to how families can stay healthy even when their loved one is going through the chaos of an addiction. We've got a little something for everybody. Folks, this is going to be a great event. Uh, tickets are $25. What if somebody, you know, 
can't afford the $25 right now. Then we've got a promo code for you. We would love for you to come anyway. When you're checking out, you can use the promo code SHIFT GUEST all the way, like all together, mm-hmm. all capital letters, just one word, SHIFT GUEST. We are happy for you to use that. If finances are an issue, we would love for you to still come anyway. Um, part of what we want to do is offer it to people no matter what their experiences have been. And we've had people email us and say, I'm really excited to come, but I got out of prison recently. I'm mm. still paying off my fees and fines, and mm. I'm not sure that I can. Right. Hey, we want you to be there. We want everybody from the state representatives who are going to be on our legislative panel mm-hmm. to people who got out of prison last month and everybody in between. This is a, a conference for the community, not just for a particular profession or a particular you know, experience. This is for everyone. Across the spectrum. Mm-hmm. We're talking with uh, Christina Dent. We're going to take a break. Our number here brought to you by the Complete Exteriors Roofing and Gutter. Folks, you can check them out online. You, are you, actually, you can contact them by going to CompleteExteriorsMS.com. Our call in number 601-879-0002. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. And relief is here. Speaking of relief, don't forget if you need relief from your heat and air conditioning woes, call my good friend, the AC doctor. That's right, Dr. Sit will come in and send one of his staff members over there to take a look at your system and find out why it's not performing optimally. You know, your comfort is their concern, so give them a call, 601-706-4551. That's Dent, excuse me, (laughs) I'm talking to Christina Dent, but that's uh, the AC doctor. Uh, located right there in Brandon, Mississippi, and you can find them online, the acdr.com. And they've been doing this uh, going on 20 years now, and uh, they're the Central Mississippi's foremost authority on geothermal. That's right, folks. People who get their geothermal installed by others call the AC doctor to get it working because that's what they do. Troubleshooting is what they do. The acdr.com on the web. 706-4551. Let's get back to Miss Dent. She's here. And now this is your passion. You've been doing this how long? And uh, how long has this conference been going on? Yeah, so this is our second summit. Okay. Um, so we've done lots of smaller events. Usually we do evening events in other parts of the state. We'll come out and do a two-hour event where I give a 30-minute presentation, kind of sharing a little of my story and then what I learned along the way about the root causes of addiction what's causing so much crime related to drugs, why so many people are dying of overdose. And then we open it up for audience feedback, and we spend about an hour and a half at those events and the people who attend being able to share their perspectives and say why they agree or disagree, what they think will work or won't work, because we really believe that what the people want will ultimately become what our policymakers will support because – they want to stay elected. They want to keep their seat. And so we we see this educational piece as the primary role of End It For Good is inviting people into this conversation to learn about the root causes of harm and some other different ways we could solve some of those problems. So those started um, in 2017. I had just kind of been through this process of learning after I met Joanne, the mother of one of our foster sons. She helped me to rethink uh, addiction and what really was causing that addiction mm-hmm. that set me on this learning <clears throat> journey that ended up changing my mind completely about the best path forward mm. on these issues. 
And I started hosting some book discussions using a book um, named Chasing the Scream. It's kind of on the last hundred years of what we've done with drugs. And that book was so helpful to me. I thought, you know, I wonder if anybody else in Mississippi is interested in kind of looking at a different path Mm -hmm. than the one we've been taking where we, you know, if it doesn't work, we we crack down harder using the hammer (laughs) for your your illustration. And that's what I'm here for. That's what, yeah, that's what you're here (laughs) for. So. Uh, I started hosting some book discussions and people started coming. The first one, Hmm. there were 12 people. The next one, there were 25 people. The next one, there were 50 people. About that point, it was people I didn't know. Mm -hmm. It was people who had heard about it from somebody else, people who were were interested. Some of them professionally. Mm -hmm. Some of them had been personally impacted. Some of them were in recovery themselves. It was just this kind of broad section of society. And I really loved that and that has continued to be at the core of what we do is bringing together people from all walks of life to discuss this issue because it affects everybody it doesn't matter if you're working a shift job doesn't matter if you're in a corner office mm-hmm. drugs and addiction is affecting you your family your community it's all around us folks we're talking with christina dent uh, christina since you embarked on this ha- have you seen any approaches that uh, number one, surprised you or you were, you know, made aware of that you can say, hey, that touched a few lives, that's changed a few lives, this is, this is a good thing to have done. Yeah. So that's <clears throat> a number of the speakers that we're bringing to the Shift Drugs and Addiction Summit this Thursday. People can get tickets for that at enditforgood.com are coming to talk about different approaches to addiction. Mm-hmm. So especially here in Mississippi and in the South more generally, we've kind of had one approach, which is kind of 12-step abstinence or faith-based recovery. And that has been mostly what has been available to people. Um, And that absolutely does work for some people. But there are a whole lot of people, the majority of people, for Mm -hmm. whom they relapse, they don't finish the program for whatever reason. And that's true of, of any addiction treatment that we have right now. It does not work for the majority of people who try it. So we really want to see that expanded where everything should be on the table that could help somebody. Right. Uh, We're talking with Christina Dent. The event's going to be this Thursday at the convention center. And you can go to what website? Enditforgood.com. And we encourage you to do that. Find out more information. Uh, Don't let your resources be an obstacle to you attending. If you feel like you have something to contribute or you have a need that needs to be addressed uh, and you, there's a everybody's gathered in one place and uh so some certainly someone could be the point you to the right direction for the resources you need now as we talk about this addiction uh whatever happened in your case to foster kids uh how's he doing and how's she doing yeah that's one of the things you can hear on uh, Thursday. She's okay. going to be one of our speakers. Okay. So I'm super excited about that. And Beckham, <clears throat> who we fostered, um, it's his eighth birthday on the day of the summit. Mm-hmm. He's coming down for it, too. Mm-hmm. He's actually, he's a little musician, and mm-hmm. he is going to be drumming with the blues band that's okay. playing after the conference wraps up at 3.30. We have an hour of networking, reception, music, food. People can stay for that. Um, They're doing amazing. She's a case manager for Mm. a drug court. She um, has started her own nonprofit that's helping moms that were in a similar situation to her Mm -hmm. to get a fresh start and is just doing amazing things. She is, you know, I always tell people 
when they hear my story, they should never hear and think, oh, wow, you know, Christina, that that's just so good. Good for her. Mm-hmm. They should think, wow, Joanne, that's amazing. She wakes up every day after 20 years of mm-hmm. using drugs and makes that choice to be in recovery, to be there for her son, to be able to be uh, his mom, to be able to show up in her community in such life-changing ways for other people to give back mm-hmm. what has been given to her. And that doesn't always happen. There are lots of people for whom they go to treatment. They might go 5, 10, 15 times. People often uh, have relapse as part of their recovery journey. And yet that ending could only happen for them because she's not sitting in prison. Beckham's not growing up in foster care. And so we, we don't have any guaranteed outcomes anywhere. I mean, we're talking about better and worse solutions. There are no perfect solutions, which I think is important to acknowledge. There's there's no world where drugs don't cause some level of harm. Mm. We're talking about how can we reduce that harm rather than than increase it. And so I think we see with people like her that generally speaking, jail is not a helpful piece of that recovery Mm -hmm. puzzle for them, you're actually 12 times more likely to die from an overdose when you come out of incarceration than you would have been if you had never been arrested. And so there are people who would say jail saved my life, but we got to look at the other side of that too, which is there are people for whom jail cost them their life because of all of the things that happened that were part of making them more susceptible to death on their release. We're talking with Christina Dent, uh, uh, folks, the world needs people like her. You know, I, I had epiphany when I was a uh, uh, low sick and had to go through the rehab. And I thought about the, the ladies, it wasn't the men and ladies who were doing the physical therapy. I think I had PT and CT, all those T's. Uh, and I'm thinking, you know, they're changing in lives one person at a time. They're not trying to save the world. They just, this is my patient today. This is I'm going to help rehab. And that's what you're doing. Uh, you know, thank God for people like you with the patience that you have. Because again, you guys don't want to see me. You don't want to <laughs> see the hammer. Because baby, if they slapping you across the head, that hammer doesn't fix your problem. <laughs> what about me? It made me feel good because I'm a. You know, I need a swing every now and then. But anyway, we got Miss Compassion here, Miss Christina here. <laughs> she's she, she's the one you want to see uh, when the uh, door opens up, and not the strong man because. You know, I got my hand draw back like Ike Turner just sitting back with my fingers crossed. The straight one of y'all out there. But anyway, let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. Hotline number 879-0002. Some, some of you said you couldn't get through. Well, we just reset the phone lines just in case. I don't know what was going on there. We have Christina Dent. Also, I want to remind you, Two Gun Tactical uh, is getting near. The new location will be opened up here. I would say within the next 30, 45 days, the way they're moving along over there at Highway 51 and Lake Harbor, Two-Gun Tactical, the original location in Flowood, 667 Casey Lane and Flowood Drive, near the Highway 80 in Flowood there, near the Pearl border. Uh, we encourage you to stop by there. Go online, twoguntactical.com, schedule your courses for the new year, and also you can give away a gift card of training. For your bride or anyone else who's a gun owner, uh, they can go out there and get on the range. Range time is really inexpensive, $30 for half, excuse me, $30 for an hour, $15 for your partner. And you can rent weapons, firearms, whatever you need. If you don't have one in the car, 
or you want to try one of the other ones out there, see how it feels. Check it out today. TwoGunTactical.com. All right, back to. Back to Miss Christina Dent. Miss Dent, all right, so you got this conference coming up here on the on Thursday. Now, what is your role going to be? What are you, you going to be speaking? I will be emceeing this one okay. and interviewing Joanne <clears throat> for her uh, time, for her to tell her story. I've been getting to tell her story for the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and I'm just so excited that she'll get to have the chance to come and tell her own story in her own words of these last couple of years of her life and coming out of many years of addiction and into a life of recovery and um, being able to be there for her son and raise him and all the things that we we want people to do mm-hmm. and to be and to have uh, in being able to just be a contributing member of their communities and be able to be with and raising their own children. Also, for, now I, I've attended the graduation ceremonies at uh, Southside Assembly with Pastor Brian Wilson, you know, he's one of the big sponsors, original sponsors of Mercy House Adult Teen Challenge here in Mississippi. And uh, the stories are compelling. They are uplifting. And it's good to see parents, husband and wife getting back together, guys getting there. I went down to visit the campus there at Georgetown. And I was, to be honest with you, I was surprised uh, at the cross-section of people. I mean, if I had saw, because these people weren't, at that time, they weren't doing the drugs. But if I saw them on the street, I would have never suspected. You mm-hmm. know, many of them, they just didn't. You saw a few biker biker boy types down there, but I saw some guys down there. They just look like your typical, you know, Joe Blow from Kokomo. And uh, that's what really kind of, wow, I was expecting to see a bunch of, you know, long-haired, dope-smoking hippie types, but that's it's a cross-section of folks. Yeah, it has been really <coughs> interesting for me when I started posting on social media mm-hmm. about this kind of change of mind that I was having, about moving towards a health-centered approach to drugs and addiction rather than this criminal justice approach that we've had for so many decades. And how many people would come up to me in person when they saw me? They might never comment on anything mm-hmm. I posted online. They would come up to me in person and say, Thank you so much for what you're posting or what you're doing because, and then they would tell me something I never knew. Some mm-hmm. of these people I might have known for years, they would say, you know, my son's been struggling with an addiction, X, Y, and Z. My husband has been an alcoholic for many years and nobody knows mm. or whatever the case may be. And it just helped me to realize how many people just in everyday life are, you know, we have this, like you said, this kind of picture in our mind, sort of what we see on TV, right. of like a, the typical person mm-hmm. who's addicted. Mm-hmm. And yet most people don't resemble that caricature. They're just regular people mm-hmm. out there trying to, for their families, often trying to hide what's actually mm-hmm. happening. You know, for most people who have an addiction in their family, the average number of years they go before they tell anyone outside their family that there is addiction, seven years. Really? Yes. So you think about how many people you know, how many people Hmm. are sitting in our church pews, how many people are sitting in the restaurants near you, how many people you work with that you just would not have any idea. They are uh, maybe functioning enough to be able to keep a job um, and yet, or maybe maybe not. And maybe, you know, another piece of that is people are, are covering. For family members who are struggling, you know, so and so is is out working in another state. Right. Really, they're serving time in prison. Mm. But we don't want to say that because that's nobody wants that to be their family story. And so there's a lot of this that is 
often hidden from us because we look around and we think, well, I don't really know anybody that's affected by that. Mm -hmm. And yet we do. We just might not know it. And so part of what we want to do with the summit, one of the speakers who's coming is coming to um, introduce people to the idea of there's an evidence-based approach for family members who have a loved one struggling with addiction. And the approach is called CRAFT. It's short for Community Reinforcement and Family Training. And it has been studied and it has been proven to keep families healthier as they're walking with their loved one through an addiction. And it is it makes their loved one more likely to make a positive change in their life to get the help that they need. Craft. And in Mississippi, we have the opportunity. There's a um, an organization that has partnered with a national organization called Allies in Recovery, Allies in Recovery. And. All Mississippians are eligible to get trained in craft and get be part of all of their support groups for people that are doing craft with their loved ones for the next year. Mm. It started in October. It's an awesome opportunity for Mississippians to really dig into how they can survive a loved one's addiction because addiction mm. can just destroy families. Yeah. How can you stay healthy? How can you maintain a connection with your loved one without being drawn into the chaos of their addiction? And how can you engage with them in a way that actually is not shaming and blaming? Instead, it actually makes them more likely to make Mm. a positive change in their life. So that's just one of those 15 presentations that Mm. people can come and hear at the summit on Thursday. You can get tickets at enditforgood.com. If finances are a problem, we would love for you to use the promo code SHIFTGUEST at checkout, all caps, all one word. You can come for free. We don't want to be we don't want finances to be any any Mm. obstacle for people. If Mm. you are touched by this in any way, we want you to come. We've got law enforcement who are coming that are interested in other ways to approach addiction. One of our speakers is a retired police chief Mm -hmm. who's coming to talk about what he learned about diversion programs and working with mental health providers in order to bridge this gap where we have sent law enforcement out to fix Every problem in society, basically, we you know, there's something that's going wrong and we say kind of get law enforcement on yeah. it. But they're not mental health providers. Mm-hmm. They are not health care. They are not doctors. And yet so much of what they come across in their work is related to mental health, addiction, challenges like this. And so mm-hmm. he's coming to talk about um, what he learned and the programs he's helping law enforcement agencies across the country to set up to be able to to use the right tool for the person that they're engaging with so that they can actually fix the problem instead of just cycle people in and out of the system. Hope springs eternal and Christina Dent's bringing the hope for those of you who are battling and dealing with addiction, whether it's you or one of your loved ones, there's a lot of information that's going to be had at this conference. We encourage you to come on out and and, and be a part of it. That's going to be this Thursday starting at 8 a.m. in the morning. Now, they could just come down there if necessary and just say, hey, I need help. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be a part of this conference, but, you know, this is where I'm at in my life. Uh, what resources are available? Because, I mean, that's seems like that's where everybody's going to be at who offers help. Yep, absolutely. <clears throat> We've got all kinds of vendor tables out mm-hmm. in the lobby area. You can get plugged into what are the resources for addiction treatment, what's available on a grant. For, mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that don't have private insurance that can send their loved one to 
treatment for free. Right. But there are other options. And so you can come out and learn about some of those. You can learn about how to get trained in craft and, and love your loved one well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see lots of different opportunities for ministries that can help, for government agencies that can help. There's lots of different ways that people can come and learn from speakers, learn from other people at the conference. And we ultimately want to invite people onto a journey to figure out how we can get better outcomes related to drugs and addiction. How can we have less harm? Because if we can reduce harm, we'll have more people that are able to build a thriving life where they're able to work, live, love, parent their children, be part of their families in a healthy way. And that benefits all of us, you know, whether or not you want to bring the hammer down or not. (laughs) I bet you would be happy if society had less drug related harm, even if you didn't get to use the hammer. I think it's what we all want. I I would. But for those recalcitrant ones, we need you You can keep it in your back pocket. (laughs) Look, she's bringing a little foam tomahawk hammers to get at the Braves game. (laughs) I got the real deal, Holyfield. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. All right, we got to find a few minutes with Christina Dent uh, before she does her altar call and let everybody know they can come do this, that, and the other. How can people help out your organization year-round and uh, be a part of what you're doing? Yeah, so you can also come to enditforgood.com for that. You can sign up for our newsletter list. I write all of those newsletters, and some of it is commentary on current events that are happening related to drugs and addiction, how we're thinking about those things, ways that we could approach those in a better way, like the fentanyl crisis, how Mm -hmm. many people are dying from fentanyl contamination right now. We also send out volunteer opportunities through that. We send out all the events that we do all over the state. Um, so we would love for you to come join us there, see where you can can plug in. You know, I had a pastor friend uh, once who said, you know, if you see something that you think needs to change in the world or that's that's mm-hmm. in front of you, you got to do three things. Look for what's in front of you. Learn what you can about it and mm-hmm. then just find one place to plug in. Mm-hmm. And so if this has touched you in some way, come join us. You can learn a little bit about it and find one way to dive in. We've got volunteers that are helping at the summit and Mm -hmm. they're just coming for a couple hours to help out. You might be able to do that at our next event. We would love to have you do that. You might be able to, uh, for some people, they've shared their story with us. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a book that comes out this week, actually, that is Mm -hmm. the book length version of my story growing up in West Jackson, uh, meeting Joanne, Joanne's the much fuller picture of her story Mm -hmm. and background and her growing up and Um, And then a lot of other people in Mississippi who have experienced some aspect of this issue and what we have uh, come to believe is the best path forward. And so people can actually go on Amazon and get Curious is the name of the book, Mm -hmm. Um, but it will launch also at the summit. So you can come to the summit, come to the summit, Mm -hmm. grab a book. It helps support End It For Good also. Um, The majority of the proceeds from book sales are going right back into the organization to help us invite even more people to come and consider um, some different approaches. And, you know, one of the things that we haven't covered yet really is, you know, there's kind of this compassion side, rethinking what is driving addiction Mm -hmm. and whether or not the hammer is going to work for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And... There's also this taxpayer side of even if people don't have any compassion for Mm -hmm. what someone might be struggling with that would lead them to an addiction, um, we're paying to incarcerate 
lots and lots of people and we end up paying for the impact that that has on families and on children. And so if you just look at uh, Department of Corrections data the last year they have it available for, we we sent 1,300 people to prison just that year. Like we're sentenced and entered prison just for drug possession, mm. not for selling, not for trafficking, not for even intending to sell, just drug possession. That's people who are going to prison. We're paying about $20,000 a year. That's that's not including medical costs or anything like that or any of the other costs related to their children going into foster care or anything like that. The event, time, and place. Uh, the Shift Drugs and Addiction Summit. It's at the Jackson Convention Complex on Thursday, this Thursday the 16th. Doors open at 8. Conference starts at 9. More information, social. And at forgood.com. More information there. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Thanks, Christina. All right, folks, we're back and it is Monday. This is the second hour of the Kim Wade Show. It's going to be an open forum. I want to thank Christina Dent for coming in, enlightening us about the conference coming up. That's going to be uh, this Thursday at the convention center. Come on down, folks. If you have a need, you have a contribution, you have information, you have a desire to know and learn more. Please come. Uh, we want to thank Christina and, and thank her for being obedient to the calling laid on our heart. Uh, the provision has been made for the mission that she's on, and she's walking her post. Hat tip to her and to her her husband for allowing her to, you know, engage in this passion, this life passion to help others. And uh, they are making a difference one life at a time. Approach a little different from the strong man, but, you know, everybody needs that, that uh, you know, a multitude of choices. And uh, uh, she's giving you the velvet glove. I've got the hammer. So you can mess it up if you want. But anyway, hat tip to her. Also, uh, it is going to be an open forum. We do have a few things we want to touch on here today. And this is your host. It's Radio Strongman. And hotline number is brought to you by Complete Exteriors Roofing and Gutters. You can go to CompleteExteriorsMS.com and schedule you an appointment for someone to come out and give you an estimate on the repair work that you want done. Or you can just come give them a call. 326-2755. Area code 601. Now, we commend them to you highly when they need exterior work on your home. That's us. Whether it's siding, windows, gutters, roofing, deck, uh, overhangs, anything like that. They can get you. They got you covered. So check them out today. All right, folks. It is an open forum. And whatever's on your heart, you're welcome to add your nickels and dimes to the marketplace of ideas. I do want to say something to you folks out there about my president, Donald J. Trump, by the way, who's a real president. The case up there in New York with Letitia James, the uh, uh, sent woman from the bowels of hell, George Soros or whoever else she's working for. um, The case is falling apart. Now, Trump is, you know, the defenses. I mean, the uh, the prosecution has had the uh, floor for the last two or three weeks. Now they'll be putting on their uh, defense. That would be Donald Trump. The judge would not allow Donald Trump to explain. They would pull one or two paragraphs off a document. Yes or no. Did you sign this? Well, let's talk about the entire document. No, just answer that. Yes or no. Did you did you uh, did, is your signature affixed to this paragraph? Well, 
Let's get it in, in contact. So they'll get to go over all those different things. But here's the deal the property, the valuation, regardless of what Trump puts down on the paper, it is the bank's responsibility. To determine whether those numbers match up. It is not fraud. Okay? It happens. See, and somebody made a good point. And I've said this here even before the Trump trial began. Most of these judges, most of these lawyers don't understand real estate. They do not. I mean, like I said before, I've been all the way down to the Fifth Circuit, I've been in district court, I've been in state court. And most of the Hearing officers do not understand. It's not like it's complicated where it can't be understood. They just don't. Most of we, uh, and because of the Realtors Association, for instance, have been promoting the notion that a realtor is the one, yada, yada, yada. Everybody thinks when you say realtor, you're thinking real estate agent, and real estate agent doesn't necessarily have to be a, a realtor. But the two terms have become synonymous. It's kind of like Kleenex or Xerox. But nonetheless, the point is, is that when they put on their defense, they'll be able to explain things in detail for those who want to know and put it in the record. This whole notion that he frauded the banks or anyone else is because Letitia James doesn't understand the loan process, be it commercial or residential. And because the judge tried to predetermine that fraud had been committed based on the fact that the ad valorem taxes for the property or what the county where Mar-a-Lago was located says is worth and what it's worth actually out here on the marketplace is two different things nor there's nowhere in the documents in any doc I ain't even seen them and I can tell you now that it doesn't exist there's nowhere in the bank documents the loan documents the contracts or anything else where the ad valorem county tax assessors numbers are found. There is no place. And the judges issued a ruling before the trial got started that because of that, the county assessment, Trump had committed fraud. It's going to get thrown out on its face. Because out of all the documents that submitted in the record, I, ain't, I don't have to see it. I can tell you now. The tax assessor's uh, uh, determination of value will be nowhere in the loan package. Nowhere. It's not going to be cited by anybody, by the banks, by Trump, by the insurance companies, or anyone else. They have no case. What they have is a Democrat jury that's more than willing to prosecute and persecute an innocent man. This is why I keep telling black folks, I don't know why you're so happy. This is what they did to us. We had no, that's what the killer Markenberg was all about. We had no rights in the courtroom. And now we're cheering it on. Boy, whoo, Lord, Jesus, black people, we have no idea what the hell we're going to be, the hell we're getting ready to catch, the hell that we've earned. Not somebody has set out to do something to us. This is like working a 40-hour work week and won our paycheck. You saw up there in Memphis where the uh, young Biden supporters 
uh, raided a UPS van. The lady was making a delivery, and the、uh, young Democrat kids just ran through the truck, snatching stuff, stealing and running, and yada, yada, yada. And then we got another case out of D.C. where they did the same thing to an、uh, Amazon Prime truck. So, to the Jody Owenses of the world, all the DAs across the country, you add what you do to what these kids are doing, robbing these UPS trucks and CVS drugs. And what kind of commerce are we going to have in our communities? I know you got law degrees and everybody's so damn important. Nowadays, but have you thought things through? To all the pastors out there, those are our kids, those are your members, kids robbing these trucks. And everybody in the black community seemed to be acting like ain't no big deal. I mean, yeah, no. Why, why are you putting us down, bruh? Everybody see this happening. You know who else sees it? The insurance companies. So I just want you to, that mobile. I just want you to know look around as you're driving home, all the vacant buildings. Guess what? There's going to be even more than what you're seeing. I was driving through a certain older neighborhood of North Jackson yesterday. I'll be, and I said, damn, this is, this is just like South Jackson with all the abandoned, burnout houses. And black folks, w e trying to say that. We ain't got no issues. This poverty is following us. My Lord. Let's go to Mobile Bob. Hey, my friend. Your man, you were absolutely spot on with your monologue just then. <laughs> I mean, it, like you said, it's, you, the, the way you illustrated the Killer Mockingbird, that's exactly right. You, now you're cheering on an injustice being done. And what you just said about the uh, UPS, uh, uh, Amazon trucks and UPS trucks being robbed. Right. What impacts you all more,、uh, black folks and people who hate Trump, not just the black folks? The, the people, they, these thugs continue running around robbing UPS and FedEx trucks, and when, eventually, what UPS FedEx folks do? I guess we've got to have armed guards around. And when they have to shoot somebody, then where does that go? Mm hmm. So、what impacts you more?、Uh, those thugs doing that, or you all railroading Trump on his real estate transaction? What's the biggest threat to your life? What you, do you want your DA focusing on more? Especially in New York?、Mm-hmm. That, that makes you all in New York feel better? <laughs> that she's putting all her focus on a, an irrelevant real estate uh, transaction. t r a n s a c t doesn't mean amount to a hill of beans as far as your life. Or these thugs constantly robbing, UPS,、uh, robbing trucks to where, they can't, to where you all, this all e commerce we got going on, can't even take place anymore. You all are idiots. We're, I mean, we're, we're killing everything in the black community our schools, the infrastructure, the government, the voting process. Everything is being destroyed by us. And then we're sitting up here. You know, this is the reason why I'm taking the approach I'm taking as it leads up to the mayoral race here in Jackson. Because I'm convinced from the base of my heart there's going to be enough people tired of this BS, tired of BSing themselves, that everybody else is the problem and it's not us. No, we know we got a problem. And these young kids who are robbing these trucks, many of them are going to be having babies. What do you think? These babies are going to be robbing people coming out the womb. <laughs> 
and I recently helped my daughter get a house uh, recently. Mm. And like you said, when the, when, I, when we were signing those papers for her to buy that house, not one time did the value, did the appraisal of the state as to well, how much taxes is going to be charged come up in the conversation. Not one single time. I have no, we had no, anyone had any idea what the state appraised that property for. Right. Didn't matter. It did it's not matter. All that matters is what, uh, what we appraised that property for and what the bank who gave us the loan appraised that property for. That's it. That's it's it. that simple, folks. That's why the case is going to get thrown out on its face. The basis for all that he, the basis for continuing on with the trial, he said, was based on the assessed value by the county uh, that the uh, Mar-a-Lago sits in. Bruh, that, that has no relevance, but they don't care. Yeah, and these, and these folks, I know the, the juries in New York, they probably aren't stupid enough because a lot of them own property that they can't afford it in New York. So they probably don't know that. But like you said, it doesn't matter. Like you said, here's the thing, John and Barbara Mike, all of them know that. They know this is a sham and they're going along with it because you don't like the person that you, uh, uh, the person that's happening to. So it's okay as long as you don't like the person that's happening to. Like you said, the same way in The Killer Mockingbird. Same thing. Oh, but it's okay when it's my side doing it. No, it's not. It's a, you, 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 you're not honest brokers, so I, you know, I don't mention anything you have to say. It's like when uh, someone uh, I debate people about the Bible. I say, okay, let's get to one thing straight. If the Bible is true, will you believe it? And if you tell me no, there's no point. You're not an honest broker, so we the conversation's over. <laughs> you, you've got, you're supposed to have to accept the truth, or you can't have a foundation, which is what the left got us right now. they got people who don't want to accept truth, even when they know it's true. Right, right. Well, and, and, you know, and to your point, if you think about the left, that's all that they insist that you accept uh, a man being a woman, a woman being a man, when it's clear that that is not the case. Uh, they tell you that you have to accept that a baby is not a baby in the womb. And it's just, if you notice, they always insist that you, I mean, to the point where nothing else can happen until you agree to buy into their delusion. And yet when you say, okay, well, why don't we use uh, the same drugs that they use to abort babies? Why don't we use that to kill people on death row oh we can't do that we can't we we can't waste the life oh wait a minute see these people just full of crap that's why i deal with them so dismissively because i know they're full of crap they know they're full of crap but they use these middle of the road folks who say why can't we just see all sides i see all sides they're full of crap yeah we know (laughs) that side it ain't it ain't that we have to hear their side we know Mm -hmm. their side we can repeat it back to them verbatim yeah because it makes no sense it's, all, it's nonsense. But, yeah, when we would uh, sign the paperwork, and then when I signed the paperwork for my own house, when you signed the paperwork for you at your house, yep. nobody, cares, nobody cares about the assessment of the state. You, you just hope it ain't the same amount, so you get a tax break, so you don't have to pay as much property tax. And it never is because, again, that's not how it works. The assessment is, is based on, number one, the person who wants to buy it. It does, like, it's like different than the painting. That's right. By, like Joe Biden, like Hunter Biden's painting. That's right. Why well, they do the same thing to him did? Well, we don't think that the uh, paintings are worth A house is worth what money. somebody's willing to pay for it. That's what exactly. it's worth. If they, that's what everything it, is worth. That's it. That's how it goes. This is 
This is what our free enterprise system and capitalism is all about. This is why the case is going to get thrown out. There's too much of the free enterprise system that's tied up in what they're trying to do and what they will undo if they're successful in what they're trying to do. It's going nowhere. Like all the other this, cases, they're going nowhere. And he, this junk is not serious. It's just to make him waste time. That's all this, all everything all stuff here. And they wonder why his ratings keep going, approval ratings keep going up every time they do this nonsense, especially among Republicans, mm-hmm. which is why the, the, the DeSantis's and the, and the uh, uh, Nikki Haley's and all them not <laughs> supporting Trump on this. That, that just tells us something about you. That don't tell us anything about him. That tells us a lot about you. Nikki Haley is just Barbara Mike with a, with a darker hairstyle. That's all. I mean, they, they both exactly. have the same moral compass, obviously. Uh, they're not grounded in truth. They, they put their reputation over their character because their character wouldn't allow them to abide these lies, even if against one of their people that they don't like. But they don't have the conviction that they say they have. They want a reputation of being a minister, of being an ambassador or whatever. Folks, I'm telling you, this stuff is going to get burned up like summer's grass. Oh, one more thing before I go. Once again, Trump shows up at a USFC fight, and the, when he walks in, I'm sure you've seen it, mm-hmm. when he, he was with uh, Tucker Carlson and uh, Chris and uh, the Kid Rock. And right. that, the man is still the biggest celebrity in the world. He walks in there. He immediately commands the room. Mm-hmm. Let uh, he let uh, uh, any other candidate for president, or any, or even Biden, walk in that same building, mm-hmm. or any other building for that matter. People are yawn if they notice them at all. But you never do that with Trump. That's right. Look, the guy has gravitas. He's my man. Exactly. All right, brother. We appreciate you. Hey, all right. All right, folks, we're back. Hey, I want to thank everyone who came out to Dr. Spann's event there in Edwards at the Community Center on Thursday, I believe it was, or Friday, rather. And uh, uh, it was a great turnout. People were receiving the information. So if you have diabetes, don't forget 411diabetes.net. She's very passionate about what she does. Uh, She's going to stay up with you. Um, the biggest benefit that I've gotten from her also has been the she communicates with my my doctors, the various doctors and stuff like that, and kind of keeps, you know, help understand what's going on with all that and making sure everybody's on the same page. Everybody's got the same records. So in terms of helping you maintain your health and get a handle on your diabetes, I'm telling you, I don't think anybody's better. So, again, I commend her to you highly. Located right next, uh, right on the side of our Merritt Hospital there in Canton, her uh, offices are, and you can contact her by going to 411diabetes.net. And uh, you'll be glad you did. Matter of fact, speaking of that, I was uh, eating uh, at Hamels on Saturdays. You know, you hit, I always sit at the tables there uh, at the bottom, tables in front of the uh, dessert thing. Uh, <clears throat> and folks who were sitting there when I got there, and the conversation, the lady, I guess, she said she was in her 50s, and I guess that was her brother with her. And uh, she was saying, telling her other friend how she quit taking her medicine because her numbers were so good and yada, 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 yada. I didn't say anything because was, that, was that was not my conversation. I was just 
sitting there near them. And as I was leaving, I just said, Precious, with all due respect, I said, you need to take your medicine. You know, and to all of you out there who quit taking your medicine because you feel good, because your numbers are good, I'm telling you, don't do that. Don't do that. Because it will catch up, come up on you unaware, heart attack, stroke, or whatever. Now, just because you don't want to take your medicine, you're not taking your medicine just for you. Think about the people who would have to take care of you if you have a stroke. Well, you sitting there talking about, hey, your numbers are good. You don't, you don't feel like you need it. Just think about, because somebody would have to give you all that care. Not that they uh, are going to be grumping, uh, griping about doing it, but just don't impose on them. So don't be a knucklehead. Okay? That's one thing Dr. Spann's constantly me on me on. Sometimes I get tired of her sweating me, but I know she's, the spirit in which she's doing it. You know, she'd been on me, okay, your oxygen levels. Because, I mean, I check my oxygen levels two or three times a day. And uh, they had dropped for whatever reason. So now I got to find out why they had dropped. I mean, they're back at normal. But still, you know, I mean, I wouldn't have been aware of all this stuff had I not had someone. So what you're getting someone is somebody who's going to be your, your counselor for your health, not just for your diabetes, but for your health. And with her almost three, four decades as a pharmacist, and not just the pharmacist at the local drugstore, but at the hospital. So she got immediate feedback when drugs went out to a patient's room. She got immediate feedback. Now, your pharmacists, they get feedback, but not like real-time feedback they're getting at the hospital. So, and, you know, many physicians call her and say, Dr. Spann, uh, I'm prescribing this. What's the counterindicator? Whatever, you know, what are the terms they use. And she's just a resource for you. So I just, again, folks, if you're going to be dealing with this, and your insurance pays for the counseling. So just take advantage of it. Now, you don't have to. You can do whatever you want, grown man or woman. But I'm just saying, you'll be, you be laying and looking up at the ceiling of the church. Yeah, I should listen to the strong man once again. But anyway. All right, folks, it is an open forum. Getting back to my friend Donald J. Trump. As I said before, the case is bogus. And waste and again, they don't mind persecuting people. The FBI uh, is going after um, a group, a nonprofit that that uh, investigate the backgrounds of judicial nominees. Now they didn't put the IRS on them in the criminal division of the IRS for. Uh, we just want to look at your books. We want to see all your emails and correspondence and all that. It's just, this government is just straight up harassing people. While we have all these people coming across our border, and somebody made a good point about the number of people who are coming across. You know, right now, Joe Biden's administration says, if you, if you show up at our border, we're just going to give you a catch and release pass saying, okay, hey, we note that, hey, you came by us and Here's your paperwork. Uh, we'll fly you wherever you need to go. And here's a check for some food in a hotel when you get there. And the guy made a good point. He said, if you got that kind of policy in place, where they're going to give you a check, give you a plane ride to wherever you want to go, and give you hotel money when you get there, food and clothing, then why would anybody want to go and avoid the border patrol. In other words, sneak into the country where don't nobody know they're here because they're up to no good. 
And then all you folks who vote Democrat, all you folks who vote Joe Biden, you think you're being cute. You think you're being smart. And now you see your city's being overran. Folks, this is no different than when the pilgrims and the settlers got here to America and the Indians said, man, we're being overran. Yeah, we're, we're being overran. It goes back to what I've been telling you down through the years. History, we talk about what was right and wrong in the conquering of nations and people. No, it ain't so much right and wrong. Your butt should have fought harder. To the American people, we should have fought harder. Our government is ripping us off. The Chris Rays of the world, the Moriokas, and all these other folks in our top of our government, they clearly, their allegiance is not with America. I mean, we could try to dress it up any way we want. But the fact that these people are coming across the border and the FBI and all the other agencies are worried about you and me and not them. Let's go to John. Who's that? Here's the thing. John, hold on. Let's take a break. When we come back, you can have a full run, okay? We'll be right back. Sure. All right. All right, folks, we're back. And it is Monday. I want to remind you, Frederick, sales and service. Folks, now's the time to start thinking about getting that equipment serviced.、Uh, we're supposed to have a little rain here, I understand. But I don't know if you got your last cut in for the year or not, you lawn care professionals. But here's the deal. No, tomorrow's 50% chance. So we'll see what happens on that. Oh, we got here's the thing, John here. Go ahead, John. Good afternoon, Mr. Wade. What's up?、Uh, I want to clearly、uh, and unequivocally make this point. <laughs>、okay. The election was stolen. I'm going to say it again for your listeners. The election was stolen, but what I call it is a legal theft. We outsmarted you guys. We used every play in the book during COVID. We made sure we had paper ballots. We made sure that uh, uh, polling places could stay open a little longer. We used every, every play in the book, but it was legal. And that's what you guys don't understand. So when I say it was stolen, it was a legal theft. We just outsmarted you. We outmaneuvered you. You guys tried to outmaneuver us in some of your red states, and you did. But guess what? We won because we had a better ground game, sir. You lost in Georgia. Jeff Kemp won, but guess what? Trump lost.、Uh, guess what else? Herschel Walker lost. And Herschel Walker didn't say the election was stolen. Kemp didn't say the election was stolen. So, folks, why are you listening Kemp, to the. Hey, 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 hey. Kemp was the one who facilitated the steal. Yes, but okay, well, let's just say this, sir. He's one of you. Yeah, but guess what? Now he's one of us. Now he's one of us. Well, he's always he been. He's a Delbert Hoseman Republican, sir. Okay, and again. Again, sir, remember, Mississippi is really a Democrat state, sir. And you remind me of that all the time. You remind me that Mississippi is a Democrat and all the dirt that you say the Democrats did in the past. So, sir, Mississippi is a, has a Democratic pedigree. No matter what you want to say, you just had people that jumped parties in the 60s and the 50s, and that's what happened. So let's just be honest, folks. This state has a Democrat pedigree, so you're basically talking about yourselves. That's all you're doing, sir. Now、right. Let's stop that, okay? Okay, your legal steal centers around a 10 day period. <laughs> 
in which certification is done on after the 10th day. You know, and matter of fact,、uh, it's coming out. This is why this trial in Georgia is going to, oh, it's going to prove that there was voter theft. The election was stolen.、Uh, now they finally revealed the signature books that they wouldn't release when the legal challenges were going on. They kept saying, we don't have them. We can't find them. Well, now they found them, and sure enough, as suspected, the signatures don't exist for over 100,000 votes in a state that Trump、uh, lost by 12,000. So, okay, well, you are correct, ask, sir. Another example ask, that you acknowledge that the election was stolen and it wasn't done illegal. What, what I will ask you to do is you guys listen to Tucker Carlson all the time. Tucker Carlson thought、uh, Sidney Powell was crazy. He also said. Sir, sir, we think、did. you're crazy, but that doesn't、yeah, mean that you but, don't get things right every now and then. And when you do,、no. we acknowledge that, sir. But here's the problem if you have all this evidence, why is Sidney Powell pleading guilty? Why is Chisborough pleading guilty? The reason why, why is because the evidence that,、uh, that was before the courts at the time. See, you guys are saying that the, uh, uh, the courts have turned all these down. No, the court turned them down, basically a summary judgment type thing. They never heard the. Facts of the, uh, uh, of the lawsuits. Do, do you Never. Do you want to know why? The Supreme Court wouldn't even listen to the it. The Supreme, Supreme no, no, no. What the Supreme Court said in the case of Texas, Pennsylvania was it was a four to four decision not to hear the case, not、There、that they go, ruled、sir. on the case because go, what's the name had died. What's the name? The,、uh, the woman from Saturday Night Live,、um, Ruth, Bader Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. She had died. So as a result of that, They didn't have a five to four split. Okay? So, no, well, the case was never way, heard before way, the Supreme which Court. Which way do you think Ruth Bader Ginsburg would have ruled? Which way do you think, whose side would she have gone on? Oh, that's a good question. More than likely, she. You know which side. Well, look, she was headed to Hades, so I guess she would have let them know、so、she was coming. She'd have had、so、one、so、more vote for let's, death. Let's clarify something. Let's very, you won't listen to Chris Christie. He's telling you Trump is going to be convicted. So what?、Convicted. So what? The convictions are not going to stand. He's not going to jail. He's going to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. He, sir. He will, be a, he will be a felon, sir. No, it doesn't、felon. make a difference. Being a felon doesn't stop you from And, being president, sir. Joe Biden has proved that. You know what the sad part is? You guys <laughs> missed the long game. Again, you're playing checkers, sir. But yeah, I know.、Yes. I know. You guys are so sophisticated. No, you're、We、just、are. evil, sir. You tell us, You're you tell evil, us sir. The evidence is going to come out. And, and, but in addition to that, as I pointed out to you once before, your president, Barack Obama, the gay guy the from Kenya. The greatest president. The greatest president. The greatest LGBT、Obama. president ever. Man, the、sure、first one. Make sure you say greatest behind his name. He went and put in place an executive order elevating the voting process in America to critical infrastructure status. Which gives、okay. the president's complete jurisdiction to do whatever. If he sent, here's the thing, John out there to investigate. Sir, well, he would have been within what, his rights to do see, so. Let's see, what a, let's see what a court of law has to say about the that. The court of law at the, at the、uh, state level could very well convict my beloved president, but it will not stick. Just because you're guilty, don't mean you did it. Or just、here's, because you did it, don't mean you're guilty. Here's the sad part about it. You guys won't acknowledge that you just lost the election. You had to keep lying about it. And then you perpetrated this fraud on the American people. 
That's the sad part about it. People lost their lives. They're in jail. They're sitting there eating cheese sandwiches, Mr. Wade. And you celebrate oh my, that. Oh my. They're eating cheese sandwiches, Mr. Wade, and their families are crying. Their kids are at home, and they're wondering, where's daddy? Where's mommy? Well, guess what? They were railroaded by your corrupt president no, they, they, and your they, corrupt they, party, the party of Satan. They were railroaded by Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, President Donald Trump. See, here, what you guys don't understand, this guy is a narcissist. He couldn't take defeat. All those so things may be so, sir, but the election was stolen and the people were railroaded. Sir, in the same manner that black people were railroaded by the same white Democrats, sir. Mr. Wade, Mr. Wade, you missed the point again. This is the long game. I am the point, sir. I are the point. I is the point. You guys are willing to destroy your party, to denigrate your party. You're destroying America for a few pieces of silver. You're a low-rent fucker. To elect a New York liberal parading as a conservative. And this man doesn't have a conservative bone in his body. The man is a New York liberal, and he perpetrated a fraud on you guys because you watched the TV show. Perpetrated or not, he made America great, sir. Well, I'll He's going to make it greater again. And while he's exporting all these illegals, he need to send you on there with him. Matter Mr. of fact, Wade. we will trade you out for two hardworking illegals. Mr. Wade, this is the city on a hill. I can't complain about anybody that wants to come here legally or illegally because if I had a family, I would be crawling across that fence and digging me a hole to get here in a heartbeat because that's what a man is supposed to do for his family. And if that means I got to sneak into your country and get a job, well, guess what? I'm doing it because I have a family, sir. I, listen, I, listen, I understand that. I admire those work qualities, qualities that you don't see as Uh, as prevalent amongst Democrats anymore. People like yourself have denigrated the work ethic, the denigrated the laws, the laws of God, humanity, and of this country at every turn, sir. Mr. Wade, and here's here's the sad part. Is that I'm I'm right. You you bring up the word so much, but then when it comes to President Trump, you forget the man... Talks about women. He he has. He makes all those things may be true. Women. He made America great, sir. You know, and you know what? If you're going to sell your soul for a few pieces of silver, sir, you can sell the country down the river for a few pieces of silver for four years of a lame duck president, and you and he's, your party will forever be tarnished because. You sold we will deal with the tarnish, sir. You sold us, you sold us down the do river have? for a few pieces of silver. Hold up. We got Sam here who wants to make a point. Uh, Kim Wade, yeah. Lord have mercy, this guy that's on the radio right now. Okay. He's sitting here saying all this, and it, it, it's amazing to me that it only took a few months for a lot of these immigrants that were actually promised this awesome city on the hill with diamonds with gold with everything else and all after biden i mean the immigrants can even realize that he's lying (laughs) and they're wanting to go back to venezuela and the countries they came from Mm -hmm. because they'd rather live and sleep on the streets where they came from versus here with all the lies i mean really come on well I tell you Here's what. what I'm going to say to you folks again. 
you keep listening to the Trump rhetoric, the lies. No, 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 dude, dude, look, look. I travel for a living. I'm in the car probably four hours a day. My territory goes from here to the Gulf Coast. I listen to the Progress Channel on XM. I listen to the Black Channel. I listen to everything. Trust me, I'm educated in all of them. Well, you know the election wasn't stolen, right? You do know the election wasn't stolen, right? You say you know it wasn't stolen? Doing doing what I do (laughs) and with the military background, (laughs) the Dominion machines were used in other countries to overthrow their government. So don't even go over there with me. Okay. Kim Kim Wade would have to be on the air till about 8 (laughs) o'clock, okay? So don't don't go there with me. Okay, well, what I'm asking is, where's the evidence? Sir, the evidence, as a matter of fact. The evidence, trust me, the evidence. They just came out with some more evidence out of Arizona in in the uh, election that happened on November 7th. Can I ask a question? Go ahead, Why did Fox, why did Fox, if there was that was a staged lawsuit. Fox is part of oh, the globalist so desire oh, to try to cement okay. this narrative that the election why was fair. Facebook, why does all these other companies, you know, when, when you're talking about lawsuits, a lot of times it's not about right or wrong, but what it's going to cost you, okay? <laughs> and, and trust me, in the, in the military, there, there are things that have gone on in other countries, and those machines were used because the United States government knew, and of course I can't put his name on the air right now. But anyway, there, there's an intelligence officer that actually yeah. knows all of the uh, the ins and outs of what happened. Well, in well, other okay. countries, what so I'm asking yeah, is the machines can look okay, if it pulses digitally. Local, look at David Archie, right? Oh, and all of a sudden the thumb drives miss and everything else. Okay. I'm going to ask a question. If you're that ignorant that you don't think that things can be manipulated, I do think you need to quit calling into the show and go somewhere else. You know, go to the urban view. I think people can be manipulated. I think people can be manipulated. You've been manipulated, and not only that, sir, we're out of time. Sam, appreciate your call. but uh, All right, thanks, John. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. All right. Oh, in Trump's defense uh, in the D.C. trial with uh, uh, Jack Smith, uh, the Congress, after the 2020 election, the U.S. Congress, that's the Senate and the legislature, signed by the president, Joe Biden, the pedophile president, tried to enshrine into law that the Constitution, in the part of the Constitution that says that the vice president She'll count the electoral votes or open up the electoral votes uh, submitted by the states to determine who has 270, however, 270 uh, votes to become president. They changed the law to try to clarify what they say the Constitution doesn't address outright. Now, this is important now. And that is that the vice president going forward, only has the ability, the authority, to count the votes. They can't stop for seeing if there's been fraud or anything. In other words, all they can do is open the envelopes and count them. That's it. Now, why that's important? Because the entire case against J6 defendants, the entire case against Donald Trump in Georgia, the entire case against Donald Trump in D.C., 
hinges on the fact that Pence had the authority to stop the count by saying, We're sending these questionable electoral electors back to the state for them to do their own investigation. Mike Pence himself, two times. First, he said, I, there is no controlling legal precedent. That means that it's never been tried in the court of law before. So it wasn't a matter that he was wrong or President, President Trump was well within his right because this is something the courts needed to decide. So for them to try to accuse him of treason or trying to overthrow the government, no, that, that's what they say. But see, since they came back and changed the law or attempted to, because not even that's got to be vetted before the Supreme Court because they're trying to change what the Constitution says. So the fact that they did that, they acknowledged that Pence did have the option of turning it back so the president had the opportunity, option, and duty to investigate the fraud. You have no case. President 47, coming up soon. We'll take a break. We'll be back in 70 hours. Who loves you? Radio Strongman. Peace. Peace.